It is more of the best of the Cooking in the Dark show. Welcome to Cooking in the Dark. The kitchen. I will go to the kitchen. And although some recipes I cannot read, still I'm sure I can do everything I need. This show, Cooking in the Dark, it is the key. He's a mighty talkative Texan. You know Cheryl, she tells him so. I know Dale Campbell would like to welcome you to this hair show. Cooking in the Dark is a presentation of Blind Mice Mega Mall at www.blindmicemegamall.com. Holy smoly, guacamole! Welcome to Cooking in the Dark. This is Cheryl Cummings. And I'll introduce to you the man who proves to us every week that you don't need sight to cook dinner tonight, Dale Campbell. Hello, I'm sorry, I was still sucking some rib sauce off the countertop here from last week. Mm. <laughs> now I'm telling you what, girl, that, that barbecue sauce. That delicious, huh? It was pretty good. What did you think? I... I I loved it. It was great. I noticed you elbowing your way in for seconds. Elbowing, schmelbowing. Or was that third? I was at the front <laughs> of the line. <laughs> <laughs> Get a little heat going here. Hey, on today's show, we're going to talk about doing um, something fun, something we all love, something I definitely love, especially if it's cooked for me. <laughs> Breakfast. <laughs> ah. Breakfast. So we're going to do some bacon and eggs and uh, some hash browns today. I love Nothing that. fancy, just kind of, yeah, straight up and simple, but oh my gosh, weren't those ribs good? Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Any excuse I can come up with y'all for a rib show or a reason to do ribs, let's do it. That's true. And any reason you can come up with, any this is anybody can come up with to cook ribs, you should mm-hmm. do it. It's not it, just man. not just summer food. It's a, any year-round food. It is. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just whenever very, you get a hankering. Very delicious. <laughs> so, um, y'all, Cheryl has oh. kind of taken on a task. She is now our cooking in the dark lead reporter on new stoves. <laughs> oh. We're still They're looking. looking, yeah, still looking to replace, but there's, it's crazy all the new features and things on them. I used to sell them 25 years ago, working my way through college, and Cheryl called me with some questions. Some of them I was able to answer, but a lot I wasn't able to, and there was one interesting thing now. A lot of these ovens, mm-hmm. or stoves, I guess you should call them, because they have burners on top and in an oven. Um, have it's called a dual what was it dual power yeah a do well as as we were sort of looking it up on the website it one of the features they said is you could have a dual and we're like what is that because they weren't so nice as to put dual and then put a link so that they would explain it right um but we called another friend who had recently bought a stove and oven combo and said what is a dual and he explained it it's basically okay. gas, um, stove, and electric oven. Voila. Okay. Dual. Nice. So, 
I'm like, oh, that's good And, to and know. that is, I mean, gas, y'all, is so much more inexpensive. But some people are afraid to cook with gas. Yeah. I mean, we have gas here. Now, ironically, our oven is electric. It's a wall oven. Okay. So it is electric. Mm -hmm. uh, but our cooktop is gas here. And I, I love cooking with gas. Just my personal preference. Me too. We were talking a few nights ago with uh, Susie and Phil, and they are both electric stove users. Or they love the electric stove. They're not crazy about gas stoves. Okay. And I always thought it would be sort of the other way around. So you never know. People do have preferences. Yes. And with electric, the thing that the, with the burners, if you select, you know, high, mm -hmm. that whole coil heats up. If you select low, only like maybe the inside ring heats up. Oh. So your heat is kind of, I mean, obviously it works. But to me, I like with gas, you know, it, it just increases more or less flame underneath the pan. Right. You know, the pot, whatever. And it stays pretty much in the same place. I just don't like the idea of reaching down there accidentally and touching one of those burners. Mm -hmm. That'll leave a mark. Yeah. Well, it must. It, it probably just depends on sort of like which one you've gotten used to using. Because mm -hmm. so far, um, we haven't, you know, we've been looking online and we're going to start sort of visiting stores to actually see what the stoves look like. Um, you've got to. Yeah. You've got, you've got to get your hands on them, find out how accessible they're going to be. Because there's not that many appliances anymore that are made with, you know, braille overlays and things. They used to be commonplace mm -hmm. 25 years ago, mm -hmm. but it's very limited, if even that, anymore. The other thing you've got to watch for is some ovens, when you turn them on, they come on at the temperature it was last on at. Right. As opposed to coming on at 350 all the time. I know, that's, we, we, I know you mentioned that, and our, our friends mentioned that, and something that we will definitely ask about. I think, I mean, sort of the nice thing about going through this process is that I think we're coming up with a list of things that we know that we definitely want. So right. when we go into the store, it won't be like, we're just looking for stoves, you know. <laughs> right. Hooray, I need something for some bread in, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we... But, uh, We'll, we'll have some ideas. And also, I think, you know, the, the basic thing is taking the measurements of the stove and having that with you and all of that. Yes, so. you, need to know, you need to know the size of your opening for sure. Right. Because we're, um, we're getting ready to get a new refrigerator. Ours is, gosh, I don't know how old. You know, and the ice and water through the door, the water doesn't work. And it gurgles and grunts and groans whenever the ice maker works now. So, bless its heart. <laughs> <laughs> It's on its last leg, but, right. oh my gosh, y'all, I was, ooh, top freezer units, they're uh, very hard to find. Everything now is a bottom freezer. Hmm. So, you're, I mean, you're in and out of the refrigerator, you know, a lot more than the freezer, which makes sense, but that freezer, it's a drawer that pulls out, and I got the thing, I was like, man, that will be a mess, everything will be, everything will be buried, you know, it'll right. be, it's just like a big box that you would pile stuff in mm -hmm. so i mean you'd always be digging in there to find what yeah 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 anyway so it's like oh man we just planted that seed hopefully that money tree will grow <laughs> and, and then we'll be able to 
<laughs> or, or else hopefully there's a big sale coming up soon. That would help too, but yeah. still that money tree. The or, money you know, tree, a, yeah. An ice chest with some ice is looking pretty damn good. <laughs> 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 pretty darn good, I should say, I guess. <laughs> but uh, all right, y'all. We're going to do, uh, like I said, we're going to do some eggs today. We're just going to scramble some eggs up. We're going to fry some bacon. And uh, we're going to do some hash browns. So y'all hang around for that. Cheryl, there was a um, old Bubba and his co-worker. They were sent out to go measure the flagpole. And they get out there and they're looking up at this flagpole like, how are we, you know, we don't have a ladder. How are we going to measure this thing? They're sitting there debating it and scratching in all the wrong places and all that stuff. And this, this <laughs> good-looking little blonde named Candace walks by. And she goes, what y'all doing? She goes, well, we need to measure this flagpole. They want to know how high it is. Candace looks at that, looks at them. She goes, well, why don't you do it? Well, we don't have a ladder. Okay. So Candace reaches in her purse and pulls out. She has a little pocket crescent wrench she carries around. Mm -hmm. And undid the two bolts that held the flagpole, lifted the flagpole out of its mount, laid it on the ground, pulled her tape measure out, measured it 18 and a half feet. She put her stuff up and told the guys 18 and a half feet. And she walked on down the sidewalk. And Bubba and her, his co-worker kind of looking after her, and they looked at each other, and Bubba goes, isn't that just like a dumb blonde? We need to know the height, and she gives us the length. All right, y'all. Hang on. We're going to be back on the other side. We're going to do a little breakfast, 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 basic breakfast on Cooking in the Dark. Now here's more of the show. With Dale Campbell and Cheryl Cummings. All right, y'all. We are back. I'm sitting here digging in the utensil drawer looking for my vegetable peeler. I like the Y style, Cheryl. I just love that one. Works so nice. Yes. It's so nice. <laughs> I was trying to think of a song to sing, but I, man, I came up blank. I'm, I'm losing it. Okay, y'all. We're going to do some hash browns while I have some remiss over missing the Astros games. <laughs> I won't get to see the three games they win. <laughs> nah, you'll That's figure it out. Bad. You'll figure it nah, out. That's bad. But um, I've got a, uh, a cast iron skillet, and I put about oh a quarter cup of oil in it, olive oil or vegetable oil, whatever you want to use, canola. It's all good. We're just, I've got, the, got it on medium-high, just kind of letting that oil heat up. Now I'm going to take my potatoes here. I've peeled two potatoes. And again, I use the Y-style peeler. The Y-style peeler, y'all, is the, the blade is perpendicular to the handle instead of parallel. And I like it because I can just hold whatever I'm peeling in my hand and pull, basically, the peeler back towards me. So I always can get a good feel of, of what we're peeling. I've got my jumbo tower grater here. And I've selected the coarsest grate. And I'm just grating these potatoes. So that we'll have hash browns. There's that one. Let me do this in here. You can tell how we're going pretty fast. We're a long way away from the grater. But as we slow down, we're getting closer because I like the skin on my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> You're being so picky. Last time you didn't want to cut your fingertip off. Now I you're know. insisting on keeping the skin on your finger. I don't understand. 
I know, man. Uh, well, our insurance lapsed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I've got a little onion here. I'm just going to slice a few slices of it off. It's a half an onion. Let me cut off the two edges, the two ends, where um, the roots and the stem were at. Now I'm just peeling off a couple of, you know, some of the outer layers here, the dead stuff. All right. Now I'm going to try to slice these super thin. So now having my knife sharpened by the old sharpener, I can pull out the mandolin, but I only want a, about a half of this half. And it's kind of doing this too when you try to slice real thin. It's good practice for slicing. Just make sure your knife is nice and sharp, which if you have that knife sharpener, whoo, man, that thing's a dream. Wow. I love it for this purpose. Okay, we did all right. I'm just going to kind of make a couple cuts through the slices I made. The little ringlets, they're half rings. I want them to be a little bit smaller, but they're nice and thin. Okay, now we're going to check our grease, see how hot it is. So I'm going to get just a little bit of water on my fingertip. Just a little, y'all. We're just going to splash a little grease in Oh, yeah. We're good to go. You can hear it popping and cracking. Okay. So you splashed a little water into the grease. Just a little water in there. Okay. Just a sort and of not, I mean, just a drop or two, y'all. Yeah, I'm going so to pull the heat back down to about medium. Okay. Because, woo, grease and water, they don't go together. <laughs> <laughs> not happily. <laughs> no. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they get a little testy when that happens. So here, I've got my flexible chopping mat. I'm just going to slide the potatoes and the onions right out of the, the chopping mat into the skillet. And you want to get your grease nice and hot. So that, if you like me, I like my hash browns kind of crispy. Mm -hmm. So I want my grease hot. If you put this, if you put it in just a skillet without hot grease... I mean, where you've just, you know, you put some oil in there and it's not really hot, uh, you're going to end up with some mushy hash browns. Oh, that's not good. No, mushy, mushy's bad. I guess mushy's good sometimes if you're on the, in the Klondike, huh? Mush. <laughs> okay. So what I'm doing now, I'm just taking a spatula here, a slotted one, and I'm just kind of spreading out everything that was in the skillet instead of being in one pile just kind of spreading everything out we're just kind of kind of let it do its thing right here on about medium heat and we'll come back and check those in a bit now your potatoes are going to take the longest to cook mm. so one of the little goals one of the things you try to do is have at breakfast you want everything kind of done about the same time so let's turn our attention to some bay uh, yeah, let's do that. Okay. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll do uh, we'll talk about frying some bacon up. Bacon's very simple to do, too. So we'll be right back on Cooking in the Dark. Now with more of the show, here's Cheryl Cummings and Dale Campbell. Welcome back to more Cooking in the Dark. Cooking in the Dark. We finally back, and... Listen, man, if y'all missed us last week because you are getting tired of all the reruns, and, man, we apologize, apologize for that. It was 
powers beyond our control. The one good weather weekend was a weekend we'd already scheduled off, so we both had plans. (laughs) But we didn't know. It's It's just been like Well, I knew they were getting desperate when they were fixing to cut the monkey and... Pandora loose in the in the studio here to let them do the show. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna have some banana nut eggs or something. I don't know what was coming out of that. (laughs) Pretty crazy. Okay, y'all, I've got a um, a nice big skillet here next to the potatoes skillet, next to the cast iron skillet. It's got them taters, and I've got to put a little fire under it. Now bacon. You want to do in a skillet that you can cover. But as my niece used to say, put the wid on. Put the wid. (laughs) Close the wid. Gosh, she's fixing to be driving now. Man. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Scary. As the days go on. All right, Cheryl. Bacon. Bacon. I love bacon. Bacon, bacon, bacon. I almost burnt my house down, y'all. Uh-oh. When did right you do after, this? Right after the, my accident. Uh... And I knew how to fry bacon, and mm. I was doggone tired of having bacon out of the microwave. Because that's, mm. you know, folks, when I had that accident, man, I was not slowing down. I was boo, moving on. I was in total denial. <laughs> <laughs> so I um, almost burnt my house down frying bacon. And one of the problems was, was flipping it. I mean, ah, golly, flipping bacon, really? Blind person trying to flip bacon first? Ah, well, you don't need to flip bacon. It's so thin. What I'm doing is laying it in the skillet. Mm-hmm. I've got five slices in the skillet from top to bottom. I've laid them in here from my handle is at about 7.30. So that made 6 o'clock all the way up to 12 o'clock. I've got like five pieces of bacon laying in there. I've got the skillet on medium. We're going to put the lid on it in just a minute here once it starts sizzling. And all you really have to do to the bacon, now with this, in this skillet, with this bacon, because I buy the thick sliced, some, you know, thick, thin, whatever. I like the thick. Um, I know that it takes about 10 minutes for my bacon to cook. So what I've learned to do is listen to the sizzle of the bacon. When it first comes up and starts going, it's going to be really, really talking to you. It'll be really sizzling. And we'll get that here in a minute. But as it starts to cook, you get less of the sizzle sound. Now, Bacon's one of those things where I I like to say it takes practice. You're going to need to cook it a few times. But when you do that, keep track, you know, of how much time, what temperature, all that stuff. So that you can you can have your constant being your temperature and then just adjust the time. I mean, if one time it's a little whoop, too done, too crispy, then, you know, back off a minute or so. Or if another time it's not done enough, then go ahead and add another minute or two to it. Now, something else you can do, too, is just turn it off and leave the lid on the skillet. And it's still going to continue to cook in there a little bit. But, of course, not as rapidly as it would be if you didn't have anything in there. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Yep. Okay. Well, our bacon's starting to sizzle. I'm going to go ahead and uh, 
flip-flop our potatoes around because they're coming down to it, needing to be flipped a little bit. Oh, yeah. I like hearing that popping sound in there. That tells me our grease is still doing well. Can you hear that sizzling? Yes. Now we're just going to leave our hash browns alone and just let them cook. Just let them fry. Because, again, I love mm -mm -mm, crispy hash brownies. Mm -mm -mm. You know, and I hate to say it, those toaster ones they use, you know, mm -hmm. once you pop in your toes, aren't too bad either. Oh. <laughs> no, that's true. They are crispy on the outside. Yeah. And just, you know. Now, nutritional value, it's a fake potato probably. God knows what <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Potato Head. All right. We're going to put a lid on our bacon and just let it sit. Just checking the temperatures here. All right. Now, let's talk eggs. Oh, eggs, yes. Eggies. Since our bacon is just starting to get frying, we're going to do scrambled eggies. So we're going to pull out our eggies. And get out our bowl. Put a little eggies in there. Ooh, we've still got a little onion left. I like that idea. Okay, we've got our lid on our bacon. Our bacon is just getting ready to start sizzling. Our hash browns are sizzling away nicely. I'm going to take the um, onion we've got here and go ahead and cut him up. Kind of dice him down a little bit. And we will put him in with put him in with our eggies. What do you think about that? That sounds delicious. Onions are one of those things. They just seem to go with everything. <laughs> Whether they do or not. <laughs> okay. Slice, slice, slice. Again, y'all, I'm putting my forefinger on top of the onion. And I'm using, putting the blade against the nail. I'm holding the finger, my finger at a 45 degree angle. And I'm just slicing straight down through the onion using my fingernail as the guide. Now again, I want these pieces to be fairly small. I don't want them, I want them to accent, not overpower, our eggs. Now I'm just kind of just feeling through the onion, finding some of the bigger pieces, and just chopping them down a little bit smaller. I could have used the onion dicer on this, mm -hmm. but for as small as a job as this, I'll just it won't take that long to do it, you know, with a knife. Or I could have used the papa chop, the papa chop. It feels so weird to be back in here. I mean, I know we did the show last week, but a lot of that was done outside. That's true. Out in our coming outdoor kitchen. All right. Got the onions diced up. Hey, um, Cheryl, why don't we take a quick break right here? Okay. And then we'll come back and uh, talk about putting our eggs together. Oh. 
now, more of the show with your host, Dale Campbell and Cheryl Cummings. All right, y'all. We are back. We're going to... Uh, our taters are doing really well. And so is our bacon. Let me uh, kind of turn our potatoes over here. And while I'm doing y'all, just sliding the spatula in underneath. I'm going from the outside edge to the middle. And then I'm just turning, just flipping them over in the pan. What I want to do is get some of the stuff that was on the bottom. It's getting kind of crispy. I can feel it now as I touch it with the spatula. And I want some of the stuff that's on top, the, the, the potatoes that were on top that need to, need to get a little crispier to be able to do that too. Now, let's get us our perfect mixing bowl down here. Then we're going to use the six cup. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. That's a nice size. Sounds like it. It's in between. It's in the middle. <laughs> oh. Not too much, not too little. Just right. Now, one thing that's great with scrambled eggs, besides eating them, they fit on the, the spoon or the knife so well and can be shot across the table at your brother. Oh. <laughs> Splat! Splat! But who would want to waste an egg in such a way? Oh, just a little piece. <laughs> if you ever shot the eggs at your brother across the table, you'll understand. Um. It's fun. So I'm breaking uh, the five eggs here into a bowl, into our perfect mixing bowl. Let me put these other eggies up. Put them back in the fridge here where Hindora keeps them stored at for us. <laughs> but yeah, as the ghost tour gets closer, girl, I'm getting excited. It's really cool. Talks about Jean Lafitte. I'm just going to whisk these eggs up here using just a little bubble whisk. Oh, okay. I was going to say, are you using a fork or like a whisk? Or not really. It's not a bubble whisk. It's a balloon whisk. Gosh, that makes me think about that story of those poor tourists over there in Turkey. Yeah. That, um, died in that balloon crash. I mean, they, they were tourists, and the balloon somehow caught on fire. Oh, in Egypt, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Awful, awful. Yeah, Tur I said Turkey, Egypt. It's very sad. Now, like old Henry Casson said, when you think you've whisked these enough, whisk, whisk them some more. <laughs> Now, our bacon should be getting close to being done. The sizzling's kind of diminished a little bit. Which, uh, you got to check these out, y'all. Tongs. Cheryl, they're tongs. Mm -hmm. But look at the ends of them. See that silicone? Oh, my gosh. That's pretty cool. cool. So that they don't um, scratch your pants. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get a paper plate here. Oh, paper plate. 
I'm going to line it with a couple paper towels. This show is being brought to you by paper. <laughs> and the number one. <laughs> Sesame Street, man. That was my favorite show. It is. Well, next to Speed Racer. Speed Racer uh, was I too. loved Speed Racer. Unbeknownst to his brother Speed, Racer X is really his long-lost brother. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm going to take our tongs here. Just reach in and... Oh, yeah, our bacon's nice and crispy. I can tell that I picked up a piece of it. I mm -hmm. could feel it through the tong. And I just picked the piece up and just... Now I'm just reaching in and... Because I know how I laid them from 6 to 12, I kind of start and scooch up from 6 o'clock until the other end of the tongs will reach the 12 o'clock edge of the pan, mm -hmm. and I just squeeze it together. Oh, and there you go. So everything that was in the middle gets squoze up. <laughs> you got squoze, man. What happened to you? Oh, man, I was just in the pan frying, just sizzling, and no, I got squoze. <laughs> wow, dude, sounds bad. I'm glad I didn't get squozed. <laughs> Squoozing cannot be a good thing. No, it doesn't sound like it's a good idea. All right, so we've got our eggs over here whisked up, whisked it, whisked it, whisked it. Now, if you want to add something to your scrambled eggs, um, onions like we're going to do, mm -hmm. maybe some diced tomatoes, some spinach, mushrooms, mushrooms, any of that, you mm -hmm. can do that. So, are we gonna saute the onions first and then put the eggs in, or? Absolutely. Oh, alrighty. And by sautéing them first, y'all, and we're going right into the, right into the, the pan that our bacon just came out of. Mm-hmm. So we got some good flavorings in there, a.k.a. bacon grease. Not a lot, just a little. Mm-hmm. Don't need to be taking a bath in it. So we're going to drop our onions in first. Now, if you like more of an onion taste, put your eggs in first. Uh, oh, okay, yep. And then, because sautéing the onions will take some of the, the flavor, I guess, if you will, out. Mm-hmm. And it will um, leave them less... Uh, it'll take some of that sharp onion bite, that sharp onion taste out of them. Okay. Whereas if you put your eggs in first, then you're, so, you're, you're going to kind of keep the onions from sautéing so much. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. And losing some of that, some of that sharp bite. The sharp bite, not to be confused with a shock bite. Our hash browns are pretty much done. Our bacon's done. Now, if you want to take some of the bacon and crumble up and put in with your eggs, ooh, that would be good too. Ooh, that's nice. But we're just going to make pretty much some straight <coughs> up scrambled eggs here. Dump those right into the skillet. And we've got about medium medium heat under the under the skillet. And what I like to do is just after I pour my eggs in is just let them sit there. Just let them start cooking. Don't push them around. Don't muss with them. No fuss <laughs> with them. Just kind of let them do their thing. Kind of rinsing some of our utensils off real quick because you want to try to keep your kitchen organized and 
know where stuff is as you're needing it or using it. Makes it a little easier to do. <laughs> so you want to try a piece of bacon, Cheryl? I'll take a piece. Heck yeah. Yeah. More for us, less for the band. Hmm. <laughs> Pretty good. Nice and crispy. Nice, yeah, but not overly, you know? Right. So that's waiting. Our hash browns are coming along nicely. So is our eggies. Okay, so our eggs, y'all, are just kind of sitting in here and just kind of kind of doing their thing, just cooking right along. Same with our hash browns. They're just getting a little more brown. You can kind of run your spatula through the hash browns and just feel. This is a great little exercise, too, for learning, I guess, to feel tactily. with your, through your utensils. Because as we get ready to flip the eggs and scoop those around, you'll be able to feel, it, it'll feel kind of like a pancake, Cheryl. Okay. You know, where like with the pancake, the bottom side is cooked and the top side's still kind of liquid. Right. But you'll start to feel that with the eggs. And do you start sort of moving it around or what do you do? Yeah, I'm going to now, because as I'm touching them, there's a little bit of yolk on top. Mm -hmm. When I say yolk, I mean a little bit of liquid on top. But you can feel, and what I did was I just dipped my middle finger in a little bit of bowl of water here. I just keep a little bowl of water always by this cooktop. And I just kind of just lightly touch the top of the eggs. And I can feel on the top it's a little still a little liquidy, but the bottom I can feel is cooking. Mm -hmm. So now what I'm doing is just scraping from the outside edges, working my way around the pan. I started at 3 o'clock, and I'm working my way all the way back around to 3 o'clock again, just kind of scooting the eggs back into the middle of the skillet. And now I'm just kind of flipping it over. Now I'm kind of chopping it a little bit. But this will get some nice big pieces of scrambled egg. If you like smaller pieces, then just chop the heck out of it. And what I mean by that is just take your, your spatula, hold it perpendicular, and just start, you know, pushing it up and down through your eggs, kind of cutting them, chopping them, if you will, into smaller hunks. But by moving the eggs and flipping them around, the liquid part, the white part, or, well, I could say it's the white part, but the liquid part that wasn't cooking that was on top, now will get down to the heat, and it'll start cooking through. If you had, you know, tomatoes or, gosh any vegetables you wanted to put in here, they, they'll cook right along with the eggs. And what's nice is they come out kind of still crunchy because mm -hmm. they don't get cooked all the way all the way through. Right. All right. We're looking good. Hey, why don't we take um, why don't we take a quick break break right there? I think when we come back, we'll be ready to serve up a little breakfast. We'll be right back on Cooking in the Dark. Now, more of the show with your host, Dale Campbell and Cheryl Cummings. Okay, y'all, we're back. Our eggs are scrambled. Our hash browns are hashed. 
Now with the hash browns, you want to make sure that you you know flip and flop them periodically, so they don't get stuck to the bottom of the skillet. That's why we put a little oil in there with them. Salt and pepper to taste. Um, I'll put a little bit of salt on them and a little bit of pepper, but I I like to let everybody you know because Cheryl, everybody's got their own taste for that. Yeah. The eggs, we're going to put a little salt and pepper on them right now. Not white pepper. I won't do that to people, but I might. Oh, my goodness. A little fresh ground pepper. And y'all salt, salt, salt. You it's know, I've been, I've been trying sea salt, and it is quite potent. I yes, mean, right. I've I've learned very quickly. You have to be careful <laughs> how much you use. Yes, yes. It it does take a little bit of getting used to with mm -hmm. that difference of salt. Yeah. All right, Cheryl. I think we're about ready to eat here. Let me get the hash browns ready to get served up. Get yourself some bacon. Today, y'all, we just did eggs scrambled. Just. We broke up five eggs, put them in a bowl, whisked them up, whisked them, whisked them. We used the whisk on them, beat them, and cooked them in a medium skillet. Well, a, a large skillet under medium heat. We added some onions to them. Our hash browns, we got some, put about a quarter cup of oil in the skillet, got it nice and hot. I peeled and then grated two potatoes. Put them in with some onion and just let them cook nice and long and hot. You don't want to cover them. They'll get mushy. You don't want to do that. And bacon, we showed you how to do some bacon. Just throw some bacon in the pan. Cover it about medium heat and just listen for the sizzle. When the sizzle starts to go away, you know you're getting close to your bacon being done. But as we talked about before, bacon's one of those things you don't have to flip it. It's thin enough. It'll cook on both sides. Put a lid on the skillet and just let it go. You know, about on medium heat, about 10 minutes or so is usually fairly good. Check it yourself, though. Don't go by my times because everybody's oven, skillet, stovetops cook a little different. And you don't want to burn it. Woo! Burnt bacon. That's almost as bad as burnt popcorn. Which burnt popcorn is pretty bad. <laughs> All right, y'all. This is Cooking in the Dark. We'll see y'all next week. For Cheryl Cummings, I'm Dale Campbell. Cooking in the Dark is a presentation of Blind Mice Mega Mall at www.blindmicemegamall.com. Cooking in the Dark was produced by THC Productions. Oh, yeah.